Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my repeat guest is Cameron Cassidy. I just looked it up. Cameron was on the show episode 68, which we're in the 200s now. So that was like but two years ago, three years ago, two years ago, probably two and a half. Anyway, been a while. Um, so back then we were talking about a lot of Durham region kind of stuff. And uh, I got chatting with uh, Cameron and he'd, uh, he's done some expansion since then. So I'm like, let's record another show. So um, Cameron, let's first start off by giving people uh, a little bit of an intro, a little bit of a revision or a revise people on uh, who you are and uh, what you do. And then we'll, uh, We'll get into your story and what you're doing now. Yeah, no, I uh, thanks for having me on first, Glenn. It's uh, I love chatting with you, and uh, the podcast is doing really well into the 200s. That's uh, that's great to see, and I know a lot of people. Uh, you know, you're the 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 knowledge and the guy to go to when it comes to investing in the states now, and uh, it's really cool to see your brand uh, built up, and uh, you know, and to see you doing so well with all your uh, properties. And I've been keeping up to date with. Uh, <laughs> your flips and whatnot you've been doing in, in uh, the States. So I, uh, when I was on before in this 68 episode, um, I was still investing in Ontario. Um, I was helping investors mainly with either student rentals in Peterborough or doing the birth strategy in Oshawa, um, where the kind of the two focuses with those investors. And, uh, you know, I was doing that myself. I have uh, three duplexes that I still own. Um, I was doing some flipping as well um, while things were going a little bit crazy here and the numbers were starting to get a little bit out of whack right and uh I, the burr properties just weren't making sense for me so i kind of went to flipping and then in about november i said uh, you know what i want to go to the states and uh i've bought two properties now in florida so i'm uh kind of doing a little bit of both and um yeah i've had a lot of uh good conversations and and um you know interviews or whatnot about uh everyone's interested in florida right <laughs> it's a hot new topic <laughs> florida's a for canadians it's the the most attractive place to go um so florida you pick florida um and then you pick a city um why that city what why what drew you down to well maybe before we go into what drew you down there uh what city and why'd you pick that city so i'm in the st petersburg area um it's 45 minutes from tampa and uh a couple of reasons why kind of selfishly it's the area i knew <laughs> um you know i uh, my wife is from there my my wife's mother lives there so we go down there a lot we've been going down there a lot i knew the area well i knew the beaches um i knew the market so for me, it was just that, you know, comfort of not having to, um, you know, re-research and, you know, re-educate about a market. I had money and wanted to take action right away. So it was just like, you know, that's where we went and uh, said, St. Pete it is. I, I do like, you know, I'm a big sports guy. I like, you know, all the sports that are around there. The Blue Jays are there, the Lightning, the football uh, with the Bucks and that there. I mean, I feel like it's a lot like Oshawa, <laughs> where you're 40 minutes from a major city, you're kind of right in that sweet spot of uh, having the international airport there, having tons of, you know, uh, exposure and things to do. The price points are higher than some areas of Florida, but uh, that's why I did the Airbnb strategy too. Yeah, and I believe the Lightning are actually in St. Pete, so <clears throat> you're, uh, you're right there. Um, 
little off topic right off the start, but I was just down in Cape Coral, Florida, like uh, maybe, well, I was down there a couple weeks ago and then I was down there two months ago. And if the Lightning would have lost at least one of those games and not swept the Panthers, I was planning to go down there, but, but they just, they swept them the night before I got there and I was like, come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. Oh. <laughs> they're still in though they're still going here so hey you know you know yeah, i have to go back i'm gonna get back in canada now though <laughs> so I have to go all the way down there like, probably in conference finals it's gonna be a little bit more expensive oh yeah we're recording this in uh because this, this is gonna come out in like a month or so or maybe two months but um we're recording this in early june when's it june june 9th so yep. we're talking hockey references so you, when you listen to this you might be like they've already won, won the cup by now <laughs> <laughs> yeah but anyway, anyway, <laughs> way off topic. Um, one question. You said that your wife was from down there. Any chance you got a social security number with that? No, I did the ITIN number. Um, everything's still in my name. Um, so no, I, I'm, we're, we're thinking about it. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, we're, we're keeping an eye on what's happening here in Ontario and, uh, you know, the, the whole political scene. And uh, I mean, it's an option for us, you know, there was a number of reasons that drew me to, to Florida and, and uh, you know, kind of selfishly, the first purchase I made was kind of something that could have been, um, you know, a place that we could see ourselves if we had to make a move. So it wasn't, I would say the best investment, although it is doing really well, um, you know, it, uh, you know, for us, it was like about options and saying, you know what, um, you know, it'd be nice to have something down there and, uh, you know, something where we have two kids now. So we would have to accommodate that where my second property I bought was a two, one bedroom duplex. It was a duplex with two, one bedroom. So not really a family friendly style <laughs> property. Gotcha. So you just touched on right before you're talking about those properties um reasons why, why go down to florida right uh, what, yeah what, what were you thinking there well the numbers stopped making sense here in ontario a long time ago to be honest but you know i, I was changing strategies here so first thing it was like all right you know where do i want to go um i did want to do airbnb so i was researching things like cottages in ontario uh prince edward county you know keeping it in there but then like the political scene honestly scared me to, to be to be frank um, you know, which kind of started, you know, me going, wow, like they have a lot of control here and they are, um, you know, imposing things that aren't, aren't really something that, that, you know, I, I was on board with, um, you know, so for me, it was like, okay, we knew Florida, um, I knew Airbnbs, I felt comfortable managing them. So, you know, for me, it was, you know, let's go down there where it is a vacation market. It is a vacation spot. Um, you know, I didn't want to go somewhere that, you know, people don't like the vacation. Right. Uh, and again, we knew the area. So it was kind of a little bit of both. I, I like the idea that, you know, we were now, or we are now hedging against the, the Canadian economy, the Canadian dollar. Uh, I think, uh, you know, our, you know, we're seeing that the pullback now in prices, but our economy is solely relied on, or a majority of it is relied on housing and housing is is pulling back here and i think it's going to continue to pull back so it was a little bit of a hedge against that um and the numbers look good i mean the numbers just look good you know when 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 you feel comfortable about it i wanted to have a different strategy i wanted to try something different um i was flipping properties i wanted to get away from that and kind of build more long-term wealth and the cash flow is is really nice too <laughs> <laughs> so you, you mentioned self-management um what 
what would you say are some of the, like the perks and the disadvantages of, of doing it yourself for uh, self-managing your Airbnbs? Well, I mean, the perks is you're saving yourselves 20%. <laughs> Most I've heard up companies. to even 30% on some. I, it could be, yeah. The, the quotes that I got were 20 and 21% from two property management companies that were like not putting their property on Airbnb. And I was like, what? And I was like, because Airbnb charges 15% to the guests, right? So um, it, it, the numbers just wouldn't make sense for everyone to take a cut. So that's where it probably gets up to 30% because maybe they'll print those on Airbnb and collected maybe 15 or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, for me, it was like, okay, I, I was excited about doing this. Like, I don't mind, like some people, you know, hire a property manager because they're too busy or they're, you know, they don't want to take it on. Where for me, I'm like, listen, I'm excited. Like I, when I get a booking, I got a notification from Airbnb right now. I'm going, Ooh, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just that, that adrenaline rush. I've gone sweet. I got another large booking for, you know, for this guest or this month. So, you know, I was excited and thought, you know, I, I do believe in self-educating first meaning, you know, and I recommend that to, to people doing birth strategies around here. I'm like, you should know the residential tenancy act in Ontario. If you want to be a landlord, um, you shouldn't just say, yeah, I'm going to buy a property and, and hire a manager in my opinion. Um, so I was the same way. I'm like, look, I'm going to manage the first one myself. I want to learn the ins and outs. Will I make a few mistakes? I'm sure. Um, will I lose a bit of money? I'm sure. But you know what I gain in knowledge and education. And then if I do want to hire somebody or outsource later on, I, you know, I can train them or I can, you know, set expectations for them. Um, and I've actually found it extremely easy. Uh, the, the one app that has really saved me, obviously, besides Airbnb is turnover BNB. Oh, um, so it's a cleaning company or it's a, it's an app for cleaners where essentially it works the exact same way. You have your property loaded up. It's connected to Airbnb. Anytime someone books on Airbnb, you have a list of cleaners that are available in the area. So I have now designated one that has been doing a good job and she's kind of the main person I use, but if for whatever reason there was issues, they would have other people. So I, I don't even talk to her, right? I have a checklist loaded up there at the end of each clean. She will, um, you know, she will load up pictures. So if there's any pr problems or damage, she'll let me know. My credit card's right on file. So she knows she's getting paid and, and then that, you know, get, gets, takes the money off. So, I mean, from that side of it, which is usually people's biggest concern is, yeah. you know, who's going to clean it and how are you going to be messaging your cleaners and, scheduling all that none of that you know it's it's everything is pretty much automated on airbnb you have your uh, instant book you have your automated messages welcoming them thanking for the booking giving answering frequently asked questions um and once you have it set up i mean I, it's less work than my my you know my my long-term tenants here in ontario they're they're you know they're giving me more problems than my airbnb bookings um you know, and uh, little things will come up here and there about, hey, how many beach towels do you have? Or, you know, I had someone, you know, had a nosebleed on a pillow and I said, no problem. I'll replace the pillow. I went on Target. You had it shipped out there in two hours, right? It was like, you know, nowadays with technology, it's yeah. just, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy what you can accomplish from, from a distance and, uh, and how smooth it can be. But so with that Target shipping, like, they ship it to the location, but what if the cleaner is still not there? Is there like, cause you, you, the buildings you have, they're either um, a house or a condo. So <laughs> is there someone to receive that or what would you have to time this out to, when the cleaners are there? Cause when else is there anybody there? When I started investing in the U S I did it by myself and had to go through the growing pains of doing that.
glensutherland.com slash coaching. A 12-week coaching program done one hour per week over Zoom from the comfort of your own home. Classes are kept to five people to be able to answer everyone's questions. Shortcut the process. Make fewer mistakes. Curriculum available at glensutherland.com slash coaching. Right? Yeah, you kind of time it out. And, and that's why like I, I went on, um, this happened yesterday or the day before where I went on at around 9 a.m. Um, the guest had messaged me and said, hey, listen, you know, this happened. I said, no problem. I went on Target's website. They had the delivery between one and two. And I knew my cleaners were going um, roughly around that time. They drop it off at the front door and it sits there. I have blink cameras on, on both properties. So, um, you know, I have eyes on when the cleaners are going in, the guests that are coming in, um, all things that, you know, long-term tenants would probably rip out or lose their mind at if they saw, but it, it's, it's standard there. So I can see when the, the, you know, the pillow was dropped off. I see when my cleaners show up again, they load up pictures on the inside unit once it's done. Um, and there's zero communication happening between us, which is, is nice. Right. But, uh, um, and then, yeah. so you have like probably like a cleaning closet. So you could have the same thing. You could order your supplies yeah. when they're, they're going to be there and the same sort of thing. And they could restock it for you. Right. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's excellent. Right. That's, uh, that's one of the big things I was like, when my head, cause a lot of times I've, I've hired property management to do it for me. Um, but to do it myself, that was one of the things I always wondered. I'm like, how do I restock? <laughs> how do I restock all this stuff? Cause I'm some people, some people don't, they just supply the basics and they don't even supply that stuff. I, I do. It's, it's easy to ship toilet paper and, you know, paper towel and whatnot there. And, uh, you know, I, again, I'm trying to provide, you know, good customer service to them, right? Like you're in that business now that, uh, it's a different type of business. They expect clean, they expect, you know, modern, um, you know, as opposed to your, you know, as one of the pros, you going back to that original question, you know, to me, um, you know, maybe I'm sorry, you were asking about self-management, but to me, we went, so I brought my family down there end of May, um, you know, stayed there for two weeks, blocked off the time. Um, you know, the condo's right on the beach. We got a pool. So I brought the kids. I swear the place was in better shape than when we bought it you know, and, uh, and, and I'm looking at it going like, it's been thoroughly clean every week. And even the guests, their mentality is different. Like you're, you're dealing with people that want to be there, that are happy to be there, that are happy to pay. Um, I don't know. I, I'm so sold on it. It's crazy. Like it's, uh, maybe I'm sounding a little bit kookish, but. <laughs> so another question I have for you. Yeah. Since we're just talking about how you kind of run these. Say you're in a condo, right? Um, I know a lot of times if you do an Airbnb, the easiest way to do it is have the locks that are all controlled by Wi-Fi and you can change codes and do all this stuff. But if you're in like a condo, can you change the locks or do they have to look the same as the hallway, right? No, no, no regulation there? No, nope, not at all. And so what I have is I have like the digital lock on the, on the front door. And then I also have a lock box nearby with a spare set of keys. Um, so just in case, yeah, like it, it, uh, and that spare set of keys has the, the key to the owner's closet, which has all the supplies in it. Um, so I don't give them that code, but if they like message me saying, Hey, Cam, I need something. I can easily just say, Hey, go to the lockbox. There's a key in there and I can direct them to that. Um, and then there's a spare set of keys in case like the batteries die or something like that. Um, and, uh, and no, I mean, the building that I'm in again is, is that was one of the key items for me is finding areas um, that were pro Airbnb that had already ruled on if they were going to allow it or not. 
Yep. There's areas that haven't, and now we're starting to introduce regulations. San Diego, Nashville, Atlanta are all places that have recently banned Airbnbs or, or made it so tough, just like in Toronto and Oshawa, yeah. where it has to be your primary residence. You can only do it 180 days a year. All these loopholes, which basically make the business of it impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, So to me, it was about going to somewhere that was already doing it and already allowed it and already had it in its bylaws so that it wouldn't be an issue of it being outlawed or bylawed out. Cool. If for whatever reason they did change that bylaw, would your properties uh, work as a long-term or what, what would the, the result be yeah. in that situation? The duplex, the duplex 100%. So the duplex I have, I kept the long-term tenant on the one side yep. who pays $1,800 yep. um, uh, plus hydro. And then the other uh, side, I have it on Airbnb. So I kind of was like, I'm going to do a little trial run here and see how it works. And right now that one's bringing in about 45, 4,000 to 4,500 a month okay. on Airbnb. Um, but if that one, you know, ever had issues, I could put a long-term tenant in there and it would still cash flow well. The condo, no, the condo, no. But that's the one that I said I bought kind of selfishly. <laughs> you know, that was like my cottage, right? Like we're going again for three weeks in August, and our, our family, like we're going to use that one quite a bit. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, that one is more like, but, but we were, you know, I, I knew that I could support that and it was a place that we wanted to go. And, you know, it was more like, Hey, we know this is a, I know this is a bad purchase, but I think buying a cottage for a lot of people is too, right. It's like a, a, you know, a second liability that you're taking care of, but, um, it's surprisingly bringing me in the most amount of money though. So, um, you know, Hey, it's going well. So, um, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, just for curiosity, what kind of financing you use one of the Canadian banks, you go for an American bank or how do you uh, lock that up? Yeah. It, financing was a disaster first off um, for the condo. Um, yeah. You laugh cause you know about it, but uh, so we put 30% down. We used an American bank. Uh, I used a broker in the States and, and he found me a mortgage with Citadel um, and we put 30% down, but the closing was like, these guys were just fossils. Like we were, they actually tried to extort me, which, um, you know, I, I like to warn people about, they basically tried to increase my interest rate three days before closing. Um, so I was flying out there on the Friday or I was flying out there on the Monday. Um, it was supposed to close that Monday night on the, the weekend before on the Thursday or Friday. They're like, Oh yeah, by the way, your rates now this. And I'm like, uh, what are you talking about? Like, you know, I have no other financing, like, you know, and I was able to negotiate it back down. I still ended up paying a little bit more or a little bit higher rate than what I had, but again, I had no choice. So um, you know, and that kind of led me to, I'll explain what I did with the duplex after that. But, you know, even when we got there on the Monday, we were delayed until the Friday. We didn't actually close on a Friday. So we were five days clo- uh, delayed. Were you planning were like, to stay in town that long? We were planning on staying at the condo, right? Okay, like we were okay. closing on the Monday. So I was like, okay, yeah, we'll close on it and we'll go stay at the condo for the week. Oh. We'll you know, get it cleaned up. So we, we ended up scrambling. We're getting a hotel, you oh. know, and then, uh, yeah. So that's why we're like, I was livid. Right. And I'm sitting here going like, you know, on the Monday, they're like, well, can you resend this document? We're like, I'm like, we're closing today. What are you talking about? Right. And, and, you know, I, I didn't, I was inexperienced and didn't know um, that this was common there, right. That you almost have to be prepared for it. And like, even the title companies were like, no, almost all of our properties are delayed. And I'm like, none of the realtors seem to like care. And I was like, well, why didn't someone tell me before I flew down here? Right. Yeah. It was fine. Like we got a hotel and, uh, and my dad actually came with me. So it was kind of a nice little, uh, you know, experience. It worked out all right. And, and we ended up staying in a couple of hotels and it closed and we got in and that, but, uh, 
but it, it really kind of shook me to be like we had it was like a 40 day closing too it wasn't like it was a like you know they consider that quick but like off market you know wholesalers and all that they close in a week right they'll close in you know crazy quick time so you know i, I definitely you know reposition myself for the duplex to be able to buy in cash yeah. um and now i'm working on the refinance with that which um i'm actually having a little bit of luck directly through td td bank right now i'm going through that process where they're offering me a heloc um up to 75 percent loan to value um what was my rate it was prime plus like three point uh, three or something like that it was like pretty good rate i think so um, on your the canadian side you're putting on the american side no TD oh, in the american side okay. yeah I haven't explored the Canadian side quite yet. Um, I'm kind of wanting to keep my American stuff American and Canadian stuff. Canadian. Oh, no, no, I, I totally agree. It gets, some, it, gets, uh, it gets messy when you use your home equity line of credit and then you go down to the States and use it and you're trying to write off Canadian interest in the US and yeah. <laughs> you're having to do all these crazy conversions in every single that. number. Yeah, well, that's it, right? So I'm trying to kind of avoid that. And I like the, uh, their HELOC products very interesting too. Like they do interest only for the first 10 years. And then after that, they try to they try to blend it and have a, a principal and fixed or something. But I'm like, that sounds amazing to me, you know, like that thing will cash flow like crazy. And uh, if I want to pay down some principal, I can. And um, you know, so yeah, I'm going through that process right now. Um, yeah. I wrote one question down. You you said that they like tried to, oh, they tried to jump your rate on you, right? Uh, right yeah. at the end, you said you negotiated down. I'm curious how you negotiated down because I happened to me as well. And I just walked, I told him to stick it. <laughs> I, but I said, though, that's why I'm like, I'm out. Like, if you don't give me this, I was like, if you don't drop my rate, I'll, I don't care. I won't close on this and uh, I'll find something else. Right. And, yeah. uh, and so that's what I did. And then they came back and lowered the rate and I was like, okay, like I ended up, I didn't want the property and, you know, I was excited about it. And, uh, and the problem was, so the interesting part was, is what I did, which, you know, um, probably wasn't, um, well, it was smart, but, but at the same time could have backfired on me. As soon as I firmed up on the property 40 days earlier, I took the listing photos and threw it on Airbnb. So I had $45,000 in bookings before I even closed on the property. Um, Hopefully you didn't book it that first week. I know, I guess not. Cause you were, you were the one. Well, actually, well, so I remember I said, I flew in on the Monday, yeah. didn't close till the Friday. Yeah. And my first guest was coming that next Monday. So two days in advance, but it came fully furnished. Um, I had to get patio furniture, which was it. So we, we focused on that and the place we brought the cleaners in and had it ready for Monday. So my first guest came in Monday and I got my first uh, pay um, the next day after they came in. So it was like closed on it and started making money right from day one, which, uh, you know, uh, was, was really nice. It was re and it's been book solid since, since we've had it. So besides the time that we've blocked off. Um, so, yeah. Would you advise people to buy a property that was already an Airbnb? Like, cause that made it a little bit easier cause it was furnished or would you say it makes more sense to do it yourself? I'm, I'm just curious. It depends. I did both, right? The duplex wasn't, they came with two long-term tenants. And so we went down uh, last week and I think that's why we had to reschedule our initial session. Um, and I had to bring in contractors, uh, renovate it. Um, we did flooring, we did a bathroom tile, we did painted it all and furnished it. And it's a 650 square foot, one bedroom. And it was a ton of work. Like I was exhausted after the week and I was paying people to do things, right? Like I was putting together furniture in that, but like I got rooms to go and they came in and everything. And I'm like, and it was exhausting and tough on a, on a, 
on a ground floor, one bedroom, super easy access. And I went, wow, my three bedroom condo, uh, 10 floors up, that would have been a nightmare. That just would have been an absolute nightmare. So I, I really do love that, you know, I was able to get the bookings and it was on Airbnb. And I mean, for me, it was like, I was scared going to the States, right? Like most people, as you know, there it, it's, it's a big fear of, of coming to the States. Like it's, whoa. And so, you know, to me that mitigated my risk or mitigated my, my, you know, fears. And so I felt great. That's why, like, I was ready to close. And like, that's why when they were trying to extort me, I'm like, well, whatever, I'd have to, I'd get a bad rap on Airbnb, but I'm like, at the same time, you know, I, I wanted to close on it because I knew I, I was like, this is awesome already. Like I was sold before I even closed on the property. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the idea of buying it already furnished and, and renovated, um, you know, but again, the, the condo play was a riskier one where my, the, the duplex is a way better investment. I bought that through a wholesaler. Um, I'm going to do a full burr on that. Okay. And it's still going to cash flow a couple grand a month, right? So to me, that was a way smarter investment. It took more work, took more risk. I bought off a wholesaler, basically sight unseen. Uh, the wholesale process down there and the title company process. You I'm bought sure completely you know. sight unseen or did you have somebody walk that? I bought it sight unseen. I had the pictures from the unit. And you are a brave man. <laughs> I know. And uh, I just love the location. I knew the location. Um, okay. And then you, even the wholesaler almost didn't sell it to me. I was like, it was 515. And I was like, I want it. I'm, I'm buying it. And uh, he was like, because they had all scheduled walkthroughs the next day. And the Florida market's crazy busy too, right? And he calls me back. He goes, oh, I talked to my boss. He's like, we actually, you need to pay 530 if you want to buy it now. Like they usually have a buy now price. And then yeah. like, a, you know, then they have kind of like a bidding war, right? Even with the yeah. condo, I had to pay more than what it was listed for. I said, listen, you told me you'd sell it to me for 515. He's like, all right, you know, and he did. But then he then I got him to walk through it with me. And, okay. and again, the wholesalers are good, right? They have all pictures, they had all like they have all the info, right? I find if the wholesaler is good, like I I had a good sense of the property. I was prepared to do a reno on it. So I'm like, but there, there it's a it's in my mind, I was like, it's a one, it's two one-bedroom duplex, um, uh, block construction. If I price in the reno, I mean what, you know, what could go wrong? Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm prepared to redo, you know what I mean? Like you're prepared what, to redo it all. Anyway. If it needs new kitchens, new, I'm, I'm fine. And it actually turned out better than, you know, better than I thought it, it would. And, uh, and again, I was running their numbers on Airbnb, looking at it, going, gone. this thing's going to be a cash cow. It could be a long-term rental. I just, you know, I thought I could do a full burr and, and the market doing what it was doing. Uh, it's looking like that's going to be the case anyway. So um, you know, and again, I, I, you know, I went from being like a scaredy cat with the condo to like, <laughs> you know, a crazy lion guy jumping into things with, with this property, but I don't know, you know, I, I have a, I have a loaded question for you, but did you find that the price of the renovation was a little different from doing a renovation in Canada? Well, we had problems with that. Just, you know, okay. the, the work wasn't good. Um, oh. You know, you know, the guy, the towel guy that came in, like, I don't think he'd done towel before. Um, it was oh. bad. And uh, like, they don't use, like, the guys tell me they don't use spacers and all that. I'm like, because we did like a white subway towel. I'm like, yeah, I'll pick something easy and straightforward. Like, how can you mess it up and that? And, uh, and they did in that. But, but I mean, if you were to look at the Airbnb listing, you'd be like, it looks great. Like, it looks fine. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I still found that it was tough to get work there, like tough to get people to work um tough to find contractors um and and I, just because i'm maybe not experienced enough yet at it and i'd love your thoughts on this because 
you know, again, the condo was turnkey, so I didn't need to do a reno. And I had a tough time finding people to come out and do work. Um, you know, and that was just me. And I did end up finding someone. And uh, again, I wasn't too thrilled with the work, um, but it, it's it's fine for now kind of thing. How did, how did you find these the, the contract? Just Google? Or? Well, yeah, through Facebook groups and through Google. And, um, you know, again, the wholesalers, anybody I reached out to said, hey, call this person. They were like, we're booked up, we're busy. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we got a lot going on. Like nobody seemed to want to work. Anybody who I reached out to, again, I, I know, you know, my, my wife's mom's down there. Anybody who she recommended, no. And they also have, which I found is different. They, they have licenses per counties, right? Um, you know, where a couple of them were like, you're in Pinellas County, we don't renovate there. I was like, dang, right? Because I have a guy from my condo that did like a microwave for me. He was great, you know, uh, you know, reasonably priced, did a great job. And I was trying to get him to do the work and he, you know, I, I don't know, he was just busy in that too. So um, it, it felt a lot like here, to be honest, where nobody wants to work or you got to be careful of who you hire. And, and uh, um, you know, I don't know, that's just been my experience. I'm hoping they find better contacts or better, you know. Yeah. They build it out, build out your team. Yeah. A better team there. But why was that a loaded question? I'm curious. Or what's your thoughts on that? Or I found team? that my renovations were way cheaper in the U.S. than those two yeah, in Canada. Yeah. But I'm that's also... Where yeah. Yeah. That's where I thought you were going with it. Um, you know, I don't <laughs> think mine was cheap. It was kind of where I thought it was. Okay. It was going to be like when the guy quoted me, like he, uh, he charged me $3,200 to tile a bathroom, um, which yeah. I thought was, you know, pretty expensive, like not expensive, but like standard, it wasn't cheap, but, um, you know, um, you know, everything else is pretty standard. I spent, I spent about eight grand on the rental total with, you know, they did flooring demo, uh, painted a whole unit, um, did a bathroom, um, hardware changes, pot light changes. So, I mean, it, it was enough to clean it up and, and make it look good. I didn't think it was like, I thought the pricing was reasonable, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah. If, uh, I think this will be my last question, but, uh, if you had any advice to, uh, Canadians that were thinking about going to Florida or wherever, well, what would you, what would you give them for advice? Just do it. Take action. I mean, I, I feel like everyone that I've talked to thinks it's more complicated than it is. Um, thinks that, you know, you know, I, I found a realtor, I found a mortgage broker. I, you know, got pre-approved. I got, you know, financing in order and, you know, pulled the trigger, right? I mean, you know, it, it's not that hard. I mean, the tax implications, you're going to hire an accountant, um, you know, all these things can be, can be, can be, um, figured out along the way. Right. Um, even through Airbnb, like a lot of people are like, you know, what kind of lock did you put on it? I'm like, don't like, why is that? Why is that a barrier? Why are you concerned about that? Why are you even thinking about that? You know, there, <laughs> there's a lot of easy solutions to the, the problems that you have in your mind. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the biggest one is, Hey, have you spoke to a mortgage broker or a bank or, or a realtor or a wholesaler or however you want to go purchase properties? Those are going to be your two major, you know, uh, people that you need to, to uh, have on your power team to start. And then you can acquire along the way and, and kind of work with uh, what you have and, and start taking action, right? Like I'm, I'm a kind of big believer as, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, meetups and, you know, educational courses on this and that. And, you know, I'm just like, I, you know, just do it, just go do it and, and experience it. And, uh, and take a little bit of a risk and uh you know with some education of course you don't want to do it without researching but everything's on these types of youtube videos and podcasts and 
you know, free info out there for you to, um, you know, to kind of pick a strategy, pick an area and go, you know, take action. I love it. Uh, Cameron, people wanted to track you down. Uh, what's some good contact for you? Yeah, Cam Cassidy on, on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Um, Cameron Cassidy Real Estate, I think, is on my Facebook. Um, CamCassidy1 at gmail.com is my email if you wanted to reach out. And um, yeah, happy to share any info and, you know, help people. And I can, I don't make any money off it. You know, people keep asking me about like, hey, like, I'm like, no, I hired a realtor. I hired a broker. I'm not, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. want to like somehow pay me for, you know, having a car. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I, <laughs> you know, you know I'm, I'm kind of in your same situation where, you know, I'm doing well enough that, uh, you yeah. know, I'm happy to share my, my thoughts and, you know, hope more people take, uh, you know, take action. You know, I love that. I love that. Uh, I love everything you said. And I, I love that stance, right. I'm not, like you said, that's a stance I take too. You can, you know, sometimes you got to do some stuff for free and sometimes you can help people for free. Right. Um, you know, depending on what they're trying to do anyway, but <laughs> anyway, Cameron, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. That was a lot, a lot of value, a lot of value. Even I wrote some notes down for some like turnover BNB. That's, that was a gold right there. <laughs> yeah, that's a, uh, that's a huge, uh, a huge app that, uh, I hope is, you know, in areas that you're looking to, uh, um, you know, to, to do Airbnbs in, but well, that thing is, that saved my life with, uh, a lot of stress and saved me probably about 20% of property management fees. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Ben.